Can you hear me? Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me. All right, let me just get situated here. I've got a few things to read for you. Um, so first of all, thank you. Uh, I'm here on behalf of the UFC. Thank you for coming to the press conference. Uh, UFC London, it's always a, an amazing event. I uh, fought there twice myself. Uh, I remember one of them really well and don't remember the other one at all. But um, it was still a lovely event, no matter. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I think that the card that we've got coming together for this, really, you know, I mean, I don't think we've had a UFC London card that parallels this with these, these top two fights and some of, the, some of the ones that are coming out later in the card as well. So... This is the 11th time the UFC have hosted an event at the nation's capital. Um, fought here twice myself. Uh, the tickets for UFC London will go on sale on Friday, February 1st at 10 a.m. via AXS and Ticketmaster. And we'll be live at the O2 Arena on Saturday, March 16th, live on BT Sport. Um, the main event is absolutely fantastic. I've just had a chance to sit down and talk to these two guys. I've never seen two, two focused warriors like this before so far out from a fight. So I think it's going to be... It's going to be the fight we all hope it's going to be. All right, let's get started. The first fighter on the card. We're going to walk them out as I announce them. Liverpool zone, Darren the Gorilla Till. Here we go. Wherever you like, mate. Where are you, sir? Darren Till. Wherever here, mate. Okay. And he'll be facing top welterweight perennial contender, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, one half of the co-main event, number nine welterweight fighting out of Birmingham, England, Leon Rocky Edwards. And fighting out of London, coming off a spectacular win at uh, 232, Nathaniel the Prospect Wood. All right. Uh, thank you to the fight fans joining us on uh, UFC Facebook Live. Uh, we very much appreciate you. Uh, remember to comment on the stream. Uh, we've got a few comments coming in from Twitter and stuff, so we'll get to those as well. Um, before I open the floor to the media, I have a couple of fights I want to announce. This is my favorite part of the day. Two fights to announce, two featherweight bouts to announce. The first one, uh, Danny Henry against Dan Ige. What a fight that's going to be. And then this one, I know... This man's going to be very happy about this. Mike Grundy is taking on Nad Naramani. That is going to be a, an absolutely fantastic fight as well. And we have one more to announce, which I'm going to pass that over to the prospect to announce. Would you like to tell us? Yeah, so I'm uh, happy to announce that I'm on the, the London card and I'll be fighting Jose Quinones. Nice, Quinones. Great fight. All right, we're going to open this up to the, uh, the, the, the media. Please uh, let us know. Far away. Darren, um, Darren, obviously you're coming off such a high-profile fight against Tyron Woodley. Obviously, didn't go your way, but what does it mean to you for the UFC to give you the call to headline this particular card in London? Uh, I'm quite proud of myself because uh, it's my fourth main event in, in less than two years. So, you know, uh, just keep main event and keep, you know, big bills, keep fighting big names. And I'm happy because I've never, ever fought in London in my life. And... You know, the UFC were really pushing for this main event and now it's happening and I feel like not just the main event but the whole card is probably one of the best cards on London. Like that's that's not me just saying it because I'm on it. It's just every fight's, you know, uh, it's going to be a crowd pleaser so I'm looking forward to the whole event to be honest. What have the last three or, fun, three or four months been like for you since the Tyrell Woodley fight? Uh, sad. <laughs> uh, just normal life, you know, with a loss... 
it depends how you take a loss. A lot of people can can change from a loss, and it hasn't changed me. I, I know I know what happened in the fight, and you know it wasn't a good fight for me in, in no way, shape, or form. I was I was fully prepared. I, I trained harder than I've ever trained in my life, and and, and for my own opinion, it was an embarrassment, embarrassing performance for myself. It was. I didn't get to throw a punch. It just didn't go anything my way on the night. And uh, props to the champion there. But last four months I've had surgery on my nose. I didn't, you know, tell anyone about that. But I had a broken nose, so I've had surgery on that. And I've just been, you know, keeping in the gym and trying to evolve my game and and just keeping that same mentality. You know, that same mentality. I, t I think I'm the best, and I know I'm the best. So that's it. And in, in Hoy Masvidal, what kind of fighter are you facing here? And and have you kind of been a fan of his perhaps from a distance? Yeah, I remember Masvidal back from when he used to fight in, in back gardens, and I said to that, I said that to him before, and it's it's just one of them fights where there's just not a lot of bullshit involved. Whereas it's it's someone like me who's game as fuck, and he's game as fuck. So I don't really need to sit here and talk a lot of shit or disrespect him in in any way. Do I want to knock him out? Yeah, I want to viciously knock him out. But that doesn't mis mean necessarily mean I don't dis don't respect the guy. As I said, I'm game as fuck, and he's game as fuck, and I'm 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 coming for war on, on the 16th of March. And for you, Jorge, when this uh, fight was announced, uh, you made an Instagram post and you said that you like fighting in people's backyards. Um, what do you see in Darren Till? Um, and you know, can you perhaps describe your feelings and emotions in, in headlining or co-headlining with Darren here in London? Before I answer that question, I'd like to give a standing ovation to one of the best fighters to ever come out of England. If you guys don't know who he is, that's Brad Pickett. Always been a fan of that guy. Uh, I've, I've always told him he's one of my favorite fighters. He's never believed me. Maybe he'll believe me now. You know, I, I love that guy. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to fight. I like fighting in people's backyards maybe more than my own backyard. It's just funny, man. I like the vibe, the energy you get, you know, and... Uh, and England has produced a lot of great fighters for a long period of time, so the crowd is super knowledgeable. I mean, we got this guy here, Lee Murray, my boy Brad over there. They've been producing top talent for a while, so the, the public here is educated. They know what they're looking at. They're not screaming armbar when the two guys are standing on their feet or, or knockout or something stupid, you know, so I'm eager to fight here. And I got a lot of fans here. A lot of people from here always show me love. They like my style, so I'm happy to be here and kick some ass, you know? Rocky? Rocky, um, great fight in a co-main, but there was a lot of talk early on of potentially you fighting Darren. It's a little bit of disappointment, honestly, that you're not in the main event. Yeah, 100%. Um, I feel I should have been in the main event. I called out both guys, Masado and Antil. They both turned it down. I was meant to fight George in, in December, I think, on the John Jones card. He said yes, then he pulled out last minute. Um, so he's going to wait for Nick, Nick Diaz, and that didn't happen. Now I pushed for the, the London card, me and Till. He didn't want it, that didn't happen. So now I'm here, I've got Gordon Nelson. He's good. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a good fight, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going there to punch a hole through his head and hopefully whoever wins the main event, uh, I should be next. Do you feel like you've got to make that kind of a statement on March 16th to get, to get the winner ultimately of this fight maybe? Yeah, I feel like I have to go out there, I have to finish Gordon Nelson to, to state my claim and to, to get the, the winner of the main event. Darren, you spoke previously about you know, one or two opponents turning down a fight, one or two welterweights. There was even talk of your fight at middleweight. How, how close was that? Fighting at middleweight. 
yeah, they offered me rock gold and they offered me uh, actually Silver, Anderson Silver. The reason I called him out is because he, he's, he's got a mutual friend of a mutual friend of mine and he told that friend, he said, tell Till to call me out on social media and we can try and make a fight happen in Brazil. So, you know, that's one of the best fighters ever in the world. And I did it and then for some reason he just started chasing the Connor fight. So I was like, oh, whatever anyway. So I don't know what happened with the Rockall fight, but I said, yeah. And then they were talking about maybe me staying at welterweight. And then Colin come to me and said, yeah, you've still got un unfinished business at welterweight, so stay at welterweight. And obviously the, the last cut was easy. So it was like a no-brainer to just stay there until, until I ultimately do move up to, to middleweight, which will happen soon. Before you agreed to fight Jorge, then Rocky said he was calling you out. Did the UFC ever come to you with the Rocky fight? No, they never. They come to me with the Pons and Nibio fight. They come to me with Dos Anjos. They mentioned Usman. Yeah, either way, I called my social media, called my um, after the fight, and still no fight. This is a fight to make. This was the fucking main event to make him and, and George. It was me versus him. He was the best welterweight in the UK, and that's what should happen, not, not George. But your time will come. Your time definitely going to come, I'm telling you. You're not as good as you think you are, mate, I'm telling you. you Listen, ain't. I just know one thing. I'll punch a hole in your face. You do fucking nothing. You punch a hole in nothing. What are you talking about? Okay. Look at your path. Look at my path. What are you talking about? Listen, oh, come on. your fight will come. Will and come. when it comes, no, we'll you'll we'll get it. We will. We'll, well, right now in England, I'm the number one. You're not number one. Well, I am on the main fucking event, mate. Yeah, you're the number one. <laughs> Come on, son, let's have it right. Come on. Come on, Leon, don't kid yourself, Come brother. On. Come on. Listen, you know, you, you know you're, you're not on my level, Till. What? You're, you're not on my level. Mate, you took your the, fucking the, five the, rounds the, to finish an old cowboy. I destroyed him in one round. Which? You know this? My uh, learn how to box. Okay, you can't live, okay you can't well, well, we all have faults in our game. No, 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 no. That doesn't mean anything. I box like an amateur. Like an amateur. Okay, mate. We'll see when. You know, you, with the when your like time comes. Somebody Leon, have the Wi-Fi password. Does anybody have the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it, man. I, don't have it. I can hotspot you. <laughs> Next question, please. Hi, guys. It's Lewis Smith here from MMA UK. Uh, first question for Darren. Um, Darren, when DC lost to John Jones, he spoke about getting the rub against championship level fighters. Is that something you felt you were against uh, Tyron Woodley, even though you lost? What well, I sorry, I didn't catch the first bit. What was it? Uh, when DC fought John Jones, yeah. he said he got the rub, um, something called the rub, you know. The rub? Yeah, that's what DC said, uh, like a fighting a championship fighter for the first time. Is that, what was the biggest thing you learned fighting against Tyron Woodley? Just not to underestimate your opponents. I feel like such a vicious champion, I underestimated him because I, like, I, I knew he was wary of me. He'd said that on... You know, in, in a few interviews, he said that he felt like I was the real challenge, and that gave me more confidence. And, and, and I, I focused more on, on making weight and, and, and stuff like that rather than the actual challenge, which was, you know, one of possibly the greatest welterweights ever fighting in front of me. So, you know, you, let, you have mistakes, and, and, and there was a few mistakes I made, and, and I hope I never make them again. You know, losing hurts. Had a win over Jorge, does that put you back in title contention, do you think? I think so, yeah, because he's he's got that name and you know the type of fight we're gonna make it. 
I think that I went over him and, and whatever happens with I think that Woodley's going to beat Usman. But then I don't know where that like will leave me and, and then you've got Colby because whether Colby stays in the UFC or doesn't, is, is he going to get a, the next shot? Like he, It seems to be always trying to happen, but then it doesn't. And I don't know what the reasons are, whether Colby's saying no. You, you'd never know because you never tell the truth. But if I you know, beat Masvidal... Does that put me next, or, or I don't really know, to be honest with you. And lastly, from Nathaniel, um, quick turnaround for you. Was there ever any doubt you were going to be on this London card in front of your home, home crowd? Um, there was never any doubt. You know, I always, I never had any sort of confirmation, but I was told that, you know, you'll be on the card, and I was starting to get a little bit um, nervous, you know, not, not having an opponent announced, and I only got the opponent two days ago. Um, so, you know, it was, even, it was even at the point where I was kind of having stuff back and forth with people on Twitter and, you know, a lot of guys were saying that they want the fight, but, you know, I was seeing very few contracts signed. Um, I did get an offer for someone a few weeks back, which I won't mention names, but, you know, I, signed, I, I was waiting, I said that I was fighting, you know, I think they uh, they done a runner. Uh, so for Darren, it's your uh, second time fighting now in the UK. Can you tell me a little bit about the first time headlining in Liverpool, how the pressure was there, and then the lessons you were able to take from that for this fight? Sorry, what was the last bit? So the, uh, just, just the way you can't understand me, I can't understand <laughs> you. <laughs> so, se second time headlining in the UK, yeah. second time fighting in the UK. Yeah. How was the pressure the first time you fought in Liverpool, and then what were the lessons that you were able to take from that uh, for this one up in London? The biggest thing I took from Liverpool was make weight. <laughs> so... That was that, but like, it was just, to be honest with you, it was the opponent I was fighting in Liverpool because I just knew that I couldn't be myself against Wonderboy. I had to like pick shots and, and, and be more tactical. And It probably wasn't the best crowd pleaser, but you know, certainly made up for it with walkouts and, and how the crowd were. So you know, it was a very special moment in my career and, and hopefully the same again in London. You know, but it's a, different, it's a different opponent this time. I feel like we're both fighters, so... Let's let's make it a real, real crowd pleaser, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm just happy happy to be a part of another main event. It's just fucking it's overwhelming for me. When you kind of look at your uh, your path back to the welterweight title, I mean, your last fight was against the champ. The one before was the number one contender. Does it feel like a step down fighting number ten and Jorge Masvidal next? Not really, because I feel like Masvidal is probably a bigger name than me. He's just been a bit in inactive. He, he's He's fought everyone, and you know he's he is what he is. You know, like I, I think I went over him. I can definitely campaign for a for a rematch at the champ if the, if he's still the champ. So, or maybe not. If, if Usman beats Woodley, you know, and then I can campaign for that. I want that rematch. You know, I want to revenge that that only loss on my record, and you know, we we'll just see how it works out. What are the uh, What are the biggest challenges that Jorge presents to you as an opponent? I think he's. I think he's. I think like he's. He's got that experience. He's not really. Uh, I wouldn't really say he's afraid of me. I'd say like you know his experience. He's, he's smaller. He's probably a little bit faster. So we'll see. And he's probably got a good strategy trying to break my rhythm, as I'll try and break his. So we'll see. But I think it's like youth. A lot of these fights have been in lately. It's like youth versus you know experience because I'm, you know, I'm quite young, and I'm, I'm in the top the, the top end tier of the welterweights. And for Jorge, it's, uh, it's been over a year since you've last fought. 
I mean, how has that, that 12 months plus out, how has that been for you? How has that been for your body? I mean, how are you feeling uh, coming up for this fight? First half, I, I was heating up some injuries, and then uh, I got a job opportunity that I took up that ended up being pretty cool, and uh, that's why I stayed inactive for so long. But the whole time I wanted to scrap, it's just um, that this has been, since I've joined the UFC, has been the longest layoff I've had. But I, I had to take care of some injuries that I just kept putting in the back burner, and that's what I concentrated on. I'm healthy, my body's healthy, so I, I just want to get in and compete, you know, do what I love to do, which is scrap. Darren, you spoke earlier about having unfinished business. It would strike me as kind of obvious, considering how keen Leon is to have the fight, that there's a little bit of unfinished business, which is uh, possibly on the cards to be solved there. Would it be attractive to you if, obviously, you come through Jorge uh, with uh, no problems and, uh, obviously, Leon um, comes through Ghana? Would it be attractive to you to have Leon up next? Yeah, of course it would. So if I beat Masvidal, then I beat Leon. And then I get my rematch. So, you know, if he wins on the 16th, yeah, he can, he can get the beating he wants so much. I'll be <laughs> we'll win on the 16th. I think it's me, me, Darren. Hometown, Birmingham, so let's make that happen. It's not going to happen in Birmingham. Oh, come on, bro. Nobody <laughs> likes Birmingham. <laughs> let's make it happen. Hometown, Birmingham, me and Darren. I'll speak with the UFC if we get back in Liverpool. Right? Oh, come, uh, we ain't going to Liverpool. You come can to come and listen to Sweet Caroline yeah. in Liverpool. You get the beating you want, come to, come to Birmingham. No, mate, I ain't going to Birmingham. Come on. Okay, well, I'm just saying, you just want to fight. You got every excuse. Leon. For some reason, it's the same as boxing. The English want to fight the English. The rubber go fight around the world. Get beat by world class fighters around the world. Then don't fight. It's like um, Khan and Brook. Same kind of thing. Just don't want to fight each other. I want to fight. So when he's ready, I'm ready. Leon, do you think I'm scared yet? Yeah? I don't give a fuck. Truthfully. Scared or not. Do I care? Oh, wait, wait, I don't, I don't you're scared because you're saying I don't want to fight yet. Yeah? You don't want to fight though. Oh. If a man's calling me out for like what, about a year now, I'm fighting him. Hey, about here to worry about. I'm not worrying uh, about you, mate. You need to worry about Gunner because he's going to tap you out. Uh, you're tapping, me out. you're tapping me out. We'll see. Life, mate. You'll get your beating this year. Don't worry. Uh, sure. We'll sort it. Come on, yeah. son. Okay. But we ain't going to that shit all Birmingham. We ain't going to fucking Liverpool. This is trash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it is, John Gillies. We, we ain't going on Liverpool again, Birmingham. Don't get left. Oh, shut up. You don't want to fight. <laughs> okay, Jorge. Um, how's the actual uh, journey over here, considering how icy it is and uh, how cold it is? Has it basically... Uh, well, giving you a new perspective on Bisping. Is, is that still somebody who you want to slap uh, as soon as you are back on uh, UK soil? Or is the weather kind of like uh, turned your mind ever so slightly? I think I misunderstood. You said that the weather changed my feelings about Bisping? Yeah. How, how so? Well, it's kind of icy. I would have thought it might kind of, uh, well, may have made, made you reconsider, considering how cold it is. Man, I, I generally don't like Bisping, and he did uh, he did something that I don't think I, I could do to anybody that I dislike, and that's see somebody with their family, see, see you pushing your kid in a carriage and disrespect you in front of your kid. I couldn't do that to another man. So me and Bisping is different, you know. I might have problems with this guy, maybe me and Till in the future have problems, but it, it would never come to that, you know. That is something that uh, is uh, it's different, you know, with me and Bisping. It's not like... Uh, 
it's not like a fight and I don't like him as a fighter because he has one eye. You know, it's because he's he's a fucking idiot. You know, I wouldn't do that to no man. See him with his family and, and disrespect him. That's kind of stupid to me, you know. So me and Bisping will either in the cage or out of the cage. It's not working. No. Either in the cage or out of the cage, we'll fix it, you know. Just one final question, Nathaniel. Um, one of the uh, fan favorites that a lot of people were talking about was you versus Brett Johns. Obviously, it didn't actually take place for this forthcoming card. Is that something that you're going to be pursuing in the future? Is that something that you want to happen? Um, definitely, I don't see why not. You know, I've trained with Brett. He came over to um, Team Titan. He trained with us for a week. You know, I got on with him really well. Really nice bloke. So if we don't fight, you know, it's not a problem. But you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just a sport, you know, we're all here to do the same thing. So I saw that Brett needed an opponent, you know, he wanted to get on the card and so did I. So, you know, we had a little back and forth on Twitter. Well, it wasn't even really a back and forth, but we both said that we'd fight each other. And, you know, as I say, if, if the fans want to see it and the UFC want it, then 100% we can get it on. Uh, first question for Nathaniel. Nathaniel, it's been less than a year since you had your last Cage Warriors win. Could you have ever imagined that the next 12 months would have gone this well or you would have progressed this quickly? If I'm honest, you know, yeah, you know, 100%. Uh, even when I was in Cage Warriors, I believe that this is where I was supposed to be. I believe that I'm, I'm capable of taking out anyone there is in the world at Bantamweight. So, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, if I'm honest, I'm just living the dream and living exactly what I've kind of imagined. And uh, next question for Darren. Darren, you're someone who always talks about the future, talks about wanting to be the greatest and everything like that. You've said that you've been able to take some perspective after the Woodley loss. Has your viewpoint changed on you know, wanting to be the best and things like that, or is that still the main goal, the, the end goal? Of course, yeah. I don't want to be the worst. <laughs> right now, I probably am because of my last fight. You know, I lost, but... I don't, I don't really want to think about anything else. You know, I know I've been criticised before in interviews because I say I don't really care. But right now I've got like seven weeks and, and, I, and, and the only thing I want to do is just focus on beating Masvidal. I don't want to really do anything else. I just want to, I want to beat him. I just, I just want to beat him because, you know, I just, I just want to beat him. There's nothing else I can really say because that's all I think about right now. I don't really want to think about after him this can happen and that. Yeah, it's good to weigh up options and that, but... Right now, I have to train harder than ever to beat this man on, on, on the 16th. Uh, Jorge, just down here. Um, you mentioned in a previous interview about your uh, worries about uh, judging in England. Uh, you said that you, know, you thought there would have been some bad decisions. Um, can you elaborate on your thoughts on that? And, and does it worry you at all that you think that the judges might be a little biased towards Darren Till? Oh, definitely. Um, I think Bisping versus Dan Henderson, the one that was here, was one really bad decision. It was like two 10-8 rounds that like the judges didn't see. He got dropped and almost KO'd two different times. And on the fifth round, I still remember him getting ridden out by Dan Henderson. So straight up without counting the 10-8, I remember thinking, man, Dan won three rounds easy, you know? And uh, it didn't go that way. There's been some other decisions here that I've seen uh, were weird. This Brazilian guy, I forgot his name, against an English dude that I thought the Brazilian guy won 30-27 and it didn't go his way, you know. But it, it happens all over the world. I just think sometimes a little harder here, you know. Did that put you off saying yes to this fight? Nah, not really because uh, I just wanted to scrap really, you know. And uh, why did you eventually say yes? Because obviously the UFC is going to Miami in April. I'm sure you would obviously want to be on that card. 
Yeah. Uh, well, it's an opportunity, you know. Headline a big show, fight number three of the world, young hungry lion that just fought for the title. I don't think I can make a better scenario for myself, you know. I was getting offered the Nick Diaz fight, and I was like, this is this is good. This is what we were trying to do. We were trying to lock in on that deal for a while. It didn't happen. I was a little bummed out, but then I got something just as good or, or better. So to me, it's perfect, and they are going to Miami. They, they've... Uh, express some interest but i'd have to leave here unscathed unhurt you know to be able to jump in on that show i would love to compete in that show because i haven't been to my city in like 15 years something crazy like that so i would love to be a part of that show okay uh, and darren till obviously you said you know coming off of that uh, a loss to uh, tyron woodley in the title fight in your first loss as well um you mentioned about being so focused on the weight cut um do you feel like maybe you have a better balance going into this fight now <coughs> yeah because as I said, I, I like, I'm not going to ever sit here and lie. And, and I felt like, just for that fight, I just let people get into my head because I just felt like I was the only other fucking fighter who missed weight in the UFC. Like, two weeks before that fight, Yo Romero missed weight for a championship fight. And, and, and it was just constant, that until I missed weight. But it didn't make it easier, Wonderboy. And his dad just keep talking about it. Like, I think his dad called me a scumbag or something. Like, what the fuck's that about? Like, I miss weight. You know, I took full responsibility. I didn't put the blame anywhere else. And so, you know, I just focused so much of the time. And fight. I, I, I stressed myself out to the point. Like, you know, uh, whereas, as I said before, I weren't worrying about Woodley. I was worrying about making weight. Now, I know I'm going to make weight. And, 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 and I'll weigh in. I'll make me weight. And, and I'm focusing on Masvidal. As I've just said then, I don't really care about anything else. I've got my nutritionist over and he's going to make sure I'm on weight. I'm going to make sure I'm on weight. And and then the, the important stuff for me is fighting. Uh, and Dan Hardy obviously announced that Mike Grundy is going to be on this card. What does that mean to you? Uh, a lot. I'm, I'm probably more happier that, for Mike than, than I am myself fighting in, in the main event. And that's the truth because, you know, I'm a guy who works hard. I'm young. I've got a lot, a lot of stuff to learn. And, and Mike is so... It's weird because, like... Colin comes up to me and says, yeah, Michael looks up to you, but I think, well, hang on a minute, I look up to him because of how hard he works and, and, and what he does, you know, he's apparently taking the kids to wrestling class, classes, you know, he's he doesn't stop for a minute, you know, of the weekend I get to rest and do what I want, he doesn't, he has to go to like BJJ competitions and stuff, so that's a man who deserves it, that's a man who doesn't have any other income, that, that, that's a man, you know, who now can start making a living through the UFC and, and hopefully get reach his goal, you know, and I've done my part now, I've, I've campaigned enough, <laughs> do you know what I mean, I, I fucking, I think Shelby hates me, I text him every day, I said, get Grundy in the UFC, I think he even wants to get him in on one fight, <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm really very happy for him, he's a man who deserves it. A question for Nathaniel, um, a lot of people are making, uh, tipping you to kind of make a real impact in the UFC, um, you've obviously made a perfect start, do you feel any kind of pressure that comes with that label? Um... If I'm honest, I do. I do feel some pressure with it, but, you know, pressure makes diamonds and it's up to me how, how I take that pressure. And, you know, a lot of people make it, uh, they, they crumble under the pressure. And for me, I feel like I rise to it. Um, and obviously, you were in Cage Warriors just before that, so you, you've had two fights in the UFC, as I mentioned. How, have you, how would you rate your own sort of performance in that transition to the UFC in those two fights? Um, if I'm honest, slightly different. You know, usually I'm known for TKOs and knockouts and... You know, the, the last two fights, I, I got the submission wins. Um, 
but you know that was it was kind of more my opponents giving me the submissions more than me looking for them you know so predominantly I, I am more of a striker that's what I want to be known for you know I look for the knockouts and that's what I want people to expect when they watch me um, so as I say other than the getting the submissions that's the only real difference have you kind of felt the the step up in competition almost if there is one not really, if I'm honest. It's the same as, as uh, the end of the Cage Warriors days with me. Question for Leon over here. Um, six wins in a row, very impressive record in the, in the UFC. I know you had your eyes on the likes of Darren and Jorge. Obviously, those fights didn't materialize. You've got a fight in Gunnar Nelson, who's a big name, but he's not high up in the rankings. Are you a bit disappointed to be fighting him? or? Um. Not really, not really. Gun is a big name, like I said. He's been around since I was in Bama, and he was in Bama as well. And it was like, oh, I'm going back and forth since then to fight Gunner, and then he went to the UFC, now I'm in the UFC. So this fight would have happened eventually. So I think get him out of the way, then, like I said, the winner of this, of this main event next, and that would that, be perfect for me this year. And obviously headlining in a show in Singapore, can you, can you talk about that experience, how it was for you? It was, it was, it was amazing. Um, the fans was amazing. My first, my first um, main event as well. So I was a bit wary going into the firefighters, and when 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 I got there, and I was kind of I was trying to drag the fight out to feel how I feel in the fifth round, cause leading, leading up to the fight, everyone's talking about oh, you won't be able to hang in the fifth and fourth and blah blah blah. And so yeah, it, it was good. It was amazing. I'd love to fight there again. And I know you have your your sights set on fighting Darren if you get on skate with this. I'm not. <laughs> this is not about Darren. Stop like you know no, what I mean. No, it's no, about no, 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 it's the Darren Till show. No, I, I was going to ask: is is there anyone else on your radar who you would like to fight after you get past the? Gun? My my aim is to get the, to get to the title shot and get get the belt. And so whoever leads me next to the title shot, that that that's where I'm at. So whoever gets into the world title, that's what I'll do next. And a question for Darren. I don't know if you saw before the end of the year, uh, Liverpool got Liverpool Football Club got the application approved to host boxing and uh, concerts at Anfield. Have you been in contact with the club about getting anything done there, or well, not now since I got beat? <laughs> so uh, that's just another. That, that's. I mean, I got a lot of shit for like calling Connor out, and I know. Yeah, he is. He's a much smaller guy. He's, he's a he's a featherweight, lightweight, and I'm you know, practically a middleweight welterweight. But that was just like a dream fight, you know, thinking about of how big a name he is and, you know, in my hometown, it, you know, just to sell out. I just had dreams. We all we all have them in this room. And, and, you know, right now it's nothing's happened with it. You know, a few things got said, but, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like now in myself, I, I need to really, you know, wake up a good win, wake up a big name and... and, and We'll see, you know, but definitely in the future, whether it be two years, three years, that, 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 something like that is, 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 is what you'd be remembered for, and, and I want to do it. It's just things that people haven't done, you know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's just a big, big dream for me. Like, like the Echo was, the Echo was a big dream, and that happened, so. And uh, prior to the announcement of this fight, there, there was rumours that there was an offer of Colby Covington uh, uh, being offered a fight with you, headlining here. Was there any truth to that, or? Yeah, it, as I said, it's like difficult because they, the UFC were like offering me Colby and Usman at the same time. And they were waiting to see what would happen with the Dos Anjos and, and, and Usman fight. And he lost and they still offered him. And then they told me that them two met up because they didn't want to fight me. They wanted to organise a fight between themselves in Argentina. 
So I said, well, okay, then Usman or Colby. And it was like a toss-up between them two who was going to get the title shot. And, and, and I don't know why, again, Colby never got it. So, you know, it, it was left with Usman versus Woodley and then practically me versus Colby. But, again, I don't, I don't really know what Colby... I just don't even know what he's doing. Jamal Niles here for MMA Plus. Darren, you were very active on social media over the weekend, uh, specifically calling out the likes of Ben Askren. I know last time we spoke, you had a lot of things to say about him. Can you talk to me about, do you really enjoy putting the target on your own back in this division? Uh, I'm not on Twitter much, but when I go on, I, try, you know, I do cause a stare. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people say that I'm... I'm drunk and I'm, I'm on drugs when I'm doing it, but like you know, I was up at five in the morning giving the baby a bottle. So <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's fun for me with Ben because Ben like tries to come across on social media as like this clever, intelligent dude. Which uh, listen, I've, I've been following Ben for years and years. I remember when I started wrestling in Brazil, and my coach he said, "Watch this guy, Ben. He's unbelievable." And you know, wrestling, yeah, he is. But this is MMA, and his stand-up is absolutely garbage. And he just tries to like he tries to like demean at everyone. Like, it's when, when I call someone out, I'm not, like, trying to demean their skills. That's what he's trying to do to me. He's, like, trying to say, I've, I've basically got nothing. Yeah, I know I need to evolve. I've got a lot of things I want to work on. But, like, you know, don't, don't discredit what I'm doing. So, you know, he, he tries to come across all intelligently. So I just say, you know, basically shut up. Like, you fucking whatever. I just, I can't really repeat what I say to him. But no, no. you get the gist. He's a wanker. <laughs> And just touching on the Conor McGregor fight, I know that'd be down the line at some point, but do you see him accepting that fight if you offered it out I've to him? I've just said it. Listen, I'm not, like a, I'm not like living in this dream world. I'm a realist and, and, and I, I am a big dude. You know, I'm, you know it, as I said, it was just a little dream. You know, in my, my mind, just a little dream fight and, and whatever happens, happens. I think he's going to be probably fighting Cowboy or Khabib. And, you know... It, he did fight at welterweight. He obviously fought Nate, but we'll we'll, we'll see, mate. As I say, you know, I wanna I wanna beat all these guys and and make a massive name for myself and leave a legacy behind. So we'll see, mate. And just a question for Jorge and Leon, both of you. Um, obviously, Leon, you've had your back and forth with Darren today, and Jorge, you're fighting him. The 170 pound division is one of the most stacked divisions of all in MMA. So is there a, a constant idea of looking to the future? kind of not looking past your opponent, but there's always potential fights down the line that you guys are constantly thinking about. Uh, I'd like a rematch with Maya and Thompson. Those are the only fights I really would would like, you know, especially uh, with uh, either one of those guys I'd actually like to fight, but I'd fight them tomorrow. It's not in person, it's just, you know, I think I could do a lot better than I did the first showings against them, you know. So if it was up to me, I, after Darren, I'd, uh, I'd fight one of those guys if I could, you know? Um, for me, I think every fight in the top ten is a, is a tough fight. So whether you win this one, the next one will be a, be a big fight anyway. So uh, I, I look forward to my, my journey and see where I go after this. After being gone and making a statement and see, see where I go after this. Uh, for Jorge, it's been uh, four or five years now since you've last fought outside the United States. Uh, so coming over to fight in London, I mean, how does that affect your preparation? What do you need to do differently for this fight? Change the diet up. They got this place in America that serves fish and chips. So I'm, I'm going to prep with that, get myself ready. So when I'm over here, I'm ready for the diet over here. And that's really it, man.
What about in terms of, uh, of going five rounds? I mean, the last time you fought internationally was when you fought Benson Henderson. You went the full five rounds. Haven't been five since then. I mean, how does the preparation change for that, especially considering that Darren has been uh, preparing for five in his last four fights? Well, that fight with Ben, uh, I, uh, I was uh, scheduled for a three-round bout against um, Dum Hyun Kim, and then like eight days before, the other half of the main event fell apart. So I didn't really get to prepare for that five rounder, and I went out there and did just fine as far as gas goes. So right now it's just just me waking up, running my miles, swimming, hitting the bag. It's the same thing, just two more rounds, you know, nothing different. And for Leon, um, you've obviously been calling out Darren Till and Jorge over the, the past few months. Um, I imagine that you've studied some of their tape and looked at them as potential opponents. How do you break down the fight between them, and how do you see that fight going? If I pick a winner, the winner of the fight, I'd probably go Darren from, for the, the size difference. And uh, uh, I feel, I feel most of those, yeah, yeah, this time. And I feel pro Darren, pro, pro edge, edge it. And he'll play right into Darren's end. And I'll probably edge, edge Darren in this fight if I had to pick a winner. Um, it's, stylistically, it's perfect for Darren and for him to win this fight. He doesn't come and scrap. He loves to scrap. And stylistically, it's perfect for him. I mean, both of these guys, they both have very different styles to Gunnar Nelson. If something is to happen to Darren or Jorge in the lead-up to the fight, are yeah. you going to be asking for yeah. that fight to step in? Yeah, yeah, I'll step in. Ooh, it's coming. <laughs> Any more questions? All good. Excellent. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your questions. So what we're going to do now, uh, we're going to clear the table. We're going to do a main event face-off. Um, once we've done the face-off, if the media can stay here for a second, we'll get the fighters upstairs and situated in their rooms. And then anyone that's got time scheduled with the fighters, we'll get you up there then. But obviously with the, with the elevators being minimal, we'll, uh, we'll get the fighters up there first. All right. Thank you for your questions. Thank you to all the fighters on here as well. A little round of applause would be nice. Brad Piggy, you, you want to get lunch? Lunch? <laughs>